0: coming to you from upstairs studio in the snuggery along the Gulf of Mexico with me from inspired ec Nicole Halton. How you doing Nicole?
1: Wonderful.
0: I hear you How got a you? you got a I'm doing great. I'm a little bit um apprehensive. I hear you got a quiz for me. I never I do, do very good on your never do very good on your quizzes. So uh um it's you know. it's an easy one. It's
1: a short one and it's an easy one. Okay. I'm all right. gonna give you
0: well, all right well mate give me a give me a question. Okay.
1: Okay, I've got three Aussie town names for you. I mean, one of them, two of yeah. them are actual towns and one is not. Okay, so the first one is Mossy Nipple Bend. Right, that's the first town name, Mossy oh. Nipple Bend. Uh-huh. The second one is Prickly Bottom. And then the third one is Horse Head.
0: Horse or whores?
1: horse (laughs)
0: horse like the The (laughs) animal oh the four-legged animal not the prostitute yes correct okay um i i'm i'm picking the one that's not a real one yeah um i think the the second one is not the real one
1: prickly bottom
0: yeah prickly
1: bottom is indeed a real town
0: oh then it's got to be the horse one that's not the real one
1: it is the horse one. That's not the okay, real
0: one. Because if there's anything I know about.
1: Nipple bend.
0: Yeah, I, I think uh, if I know anything about Australians, they like their nipples. Um that um, good uh, point. I don't think I got to go to at either one of those places. And I feel Look, kind of. There's so many more that you could go to. There is a
1: whole bunch of ones that have really, really interesting double entendre kind of names. You'd love it. I
0: wonder it. where that came from.
1: Yeah, I'll have to send you like the full list. There's an
0: absolute abundance. That sounds delightful. I'm so I didn't I didn't really pay. What I got like a
1: that's yeah, barely.
0: No. Yeah, I didn't. I did shit. Um, oh well. <laughs> um, so I get I get this on my list of notes before we get into talking about uh, about play. I, I had I, I've had some tea mishaps the other the recently, and I I don't know if it's uh, if I'm 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 just. Uh, not paying attention or or what I you know I got my tea kettle but every once in a while my my tea gets cold and I got to warm it up in the uh the microwave and and so the other day I I went to do that but and then I take uh go to take my mug out and um just about scald myself because I forgot to put the tea in the mug um so i just warmed up the mug and apparently if you warm up just a mug in the microwave instead of a mug full of liquid the mug gets very 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 hot um and so so that happened and uh and then a few days after that i i lost my mug um it it there there's just a small radius that me and my mug travel around the snuggery here um but it 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 was an hour and a half later before I found it, and um, is is in the microwave. No. I I forgot to take it, was it in out. In the
1: microwave. Um, I forgot to take
0: it out. Yeah, um, so, had liquid in it that time. Oh yeah, there was liquid. It was cold again <laughs> by then. It was cold by then. <laughs> um, because I I had because if if I had turned on the microwave, it would have kept beeping every forty three seconds to remind me it was done, and it wasn't beeping, so I had put it in there and forgot to start the microwave to warm it up um so do you do you think i'm getting senile i guess is my my question that is
1: exactly where my brain just went and like i feel like it's a downhill slide
0: yeah yeah well um (laughs) i don't know and i don't know what to i mean do i need to start start putting a a special wristband to uh or, or a tether, maybe I could need to tether yeah. my my mug to my arm <laughs> yeah, or something. Yes,
1: that's probably a good idea, particularly if the and uh, that is it just specifically tea related mess. Uh, so
0: far, so far, okay. it's just been tea related stuff. Um, maybe I'm not drinking enough tea. Uh, maybe, maybe I need more caffeine. Uh, maybe I need some sort of helper monkey who could who could help out with those kind take of things.
1: take care of the tea. Yeah, uh, that a, that a, would probably do the job. you could train one of the dogs.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've also told Tasha I wanted to get uh, a young intern um, to to take care of stuff for me, but um,
1: she's
0: not uh, on board. Uh, no, she said she'd be fine with it, but I, that just seems like a lot of work, and yeah. I'd have to interact with another human being. I, I think I, I think yes, I'd be that. better off with a monkey. I think the yeah, monkey monkeys
1: might... probably safer.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's probably a better idea. So, Nicole, I want to talk a little bit about a little bit about play and play-like activity. So yeah. um, in 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 my world, real play is is play that meets uh Peter Gray's five conditions of play. Yes. Um, we can go through those later on if we need to. Um, the big one being that it is self self-selected, the person doing the playing really picks the play um, or, or chooses to be involved in the play, Hmm. um, and play like, play like activity is what goes on in a lot of early learning settings. And, and look at a lot of homes too, where something is plopped in front of a kid or the kid is plopped in front of something and they're given this activity to do. And, and on, on the surface, it might look like play, because if you're, if you're three and a half, and and you're told hey you and those other two kids you go over to that area that looks kind of like a little plywood kitchen and uh and and play uh for for half an hour until this timer goes off what they get up to might look like play because there's going to be activity and they're going to be doing things but it is it is often very very surface level activity that that may be real play but may, may really be just this play like activity that's going on this surface level stuff, because they didn't choose that. They didn't organize it. They don't have a lot of ownership of it. And, and so my experience talking about this is sometimes adults have a hard time um, differentiating between these two. And I, I think I came up with the the, 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 it's the best example I've been able to come up with so far and tell me, tell me if you're with me on this. Okay, so um, does the game Candyland exist in Australia? Uh,
1: I don't think so I feel like our only exposure to Candyland look you might be able to buy it somewhere probably at like a you know very specific board game shop you probably can get a version of it but I feel like our exposure to Candyland exists predominantly in like media like books and movies and stuff I remember when I was a kid reading the Babysitter's Club and I'd be like this candy that they talk about what is this and it's like at the time I couldn't google to find out because we didn't have google and I just kind of had to assume it was some sort of board game but I didn't really understand it
0: so you'd have to go to the board, board games of the world store at the mall yes Yes. To get candy light, okay. So, um, what is the most boring board game that you were forced to play with your children when they were little? Shoots uh, and ladders, how about shoots and ladders? Yeah, and ladders. yeah, that, that, that,
1: that um, is it's, it's snakes and ladders here, which is not surprising yeah, considering yeah. we were talking about snakes before, sure. Um, but i don't know probably that or like any of those kind of games where it's essentially you're just moving around the board to get pieces to a location like you know you've got to be the first one to get your piece to the middle and you go around the board and then into the middle or you know like those really basic kind of games
0: yeah yeah so any of those games my my example is candyland because that's the one that drove me crazy when my kids were little and then when uh when when granddaughter rowan was little um so for a lot of young children those very simplistic boring um no i shouldn't call them that because they're they're very exciting when you're three um those games might be might be very much be real play for those young children but we adults they get drawn into playing those games it becomes less than play for us very quickly. the the first mm-hmm. The first time we play Candyland or or Snakes and Ladders, uh, Snakes and Ladders, Snakes yes. and Shoots, Shoots <laughs> snakes and Snakes, and ladders. Uh, snakes Old ladders. Maid, Old Maid, Uno. Um, yes. don't break I the ice, or don't spill the beans, um, any of those things. If you, if you're not really into playing it and you're just doing it because this cute, sweet little human wants That's to awesome do it, too. that little human is having a real play activity. And unless you're fully into the game, you are engaged in a play like activity as the, as the adult. And I'm sure we can come yes. up with other examples of, of this dynamic where, where it's real play for somebody, but not play at all for the other person. Yeah,
1: I think that is a really good example. I mean, I'm probably not the best person for that example, because I love a board game, especially like a word board game. Like I love Scrabble and Upwards and Boggle and like all those kinds of wordy board games. Love a good Mm -hmm. word game. Um, So I'm probably not the best example but there are definitely games that my children want me to play with them which are not games that i want to be playing (laughs) so i'm engaged i'm doing it i'm going through the motions of it but i'm not it definitely was not freely chosen
0: yeah and i definitely don't
1: feel free and i definitely don't feel free to quit
0: yeah 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 exactly exactly um i just thought of this i had i had an example of this happened earlier today um so um last night i i i made myself a a a cocktail and it was it was delightful and uh and uh then tasha wanted me to make her one today and um it has vodka in it and she cannot say vodka um her the word gets stuck in her mouth and (laughs) and so she's trying to ask me to make this drink without and it doesn't it doesn't I I mean I I gave the drink a name but she doesn't know it yet and um (laughs) and (laughs) and so she's trying to ask for this drink but she's trying not to say vodka because she knows I'll laugh at the way she <laughs> says it because I've been doing that for decades now and and so she's like oh, can you make me one of those drinks i'm like what drink and she's what like drink? you know you know the one and and i'm playing with her trying to make her say the thing she doesn't want to say and she's playing for a while until then she starts getting kind of annoyed with me because she knows I'm having a playful moment and she's trying she to, but she's also getting irritated. Um, and so I think I think this dynamic happens, happens, happens quite often. And then she she pronounced vodka the best she could. And I made her the drink. So uh, so there we go. Um, Very main. Thank you. <laughs> well, Tasha. <laughs> so I I don't I don't know if um I I mean I don't know if there's any more conversation beyond that there probably is but um I I think our goal in our programs is to create moments where everybody gets to be involved in real play and if we're creating environments where not everybody has that opportunity. We need to do some adjusting to our environment or our approach to um how people interact in that environment. Because... yeah, I think it's
1: very much the reflection of how are children using the space. What opportunities do they have to actually engage in that free play? If I'm, you know, I can remember when I first started, in early childhood the service that i was working at had until well i think they were still doing it when i first started there and so this you know over 20 years ago and after all it was sort of after rest time in the afternoon so this was in a preschool room and all the children had to lay on a bed for a rest but then once they were allowed off the bed they then had a choice of table activities and they had to rotate those table activities they had to have completed three table activities before they could go and do something else in the environment and so they had an element of choice because there was a few different things they could choose from but also not much choice and you know there was this expectation that they had to do those things before they could go and play and it's like i I don't um, and I didn't understand it then I still don't understand it now because I know it still happens now in some places that people sure. have those very rigid expectations of children and what they should do somewhere the other day it was like an early childhood Facebook group which can be a little bit of a cesspool of horror um but someone actually asked what are some manipulative experiences I can put on a tabletop for four-year-olds and I'm like I I don't understand the question (laughs) why when what how like (laughs) I don't understand what you're trying to achieve and I think that's it it's that taking that time to stop and think well why am I so focused on setting up these particular play-like activities you know they're things that people are like oh I want them I want it to be fun so that's play like you know is I want it to be fun something that they enjoy and for some children they will enjoy some of the things that you provide you know like you said before like you can say to a group of children go and play here go and do this thing and they'll have fun but it doesn't mean that they're freely chosen and they're free to quit and they've made the rules and they've you know like all those conditions haven't been met and I just think why do you exhaust yourself with trying to set those things up when if you actually just leave it to children and provide a rich environment and time for them to explore and to play and to make choices and whatever then that solves the problem Like I don't know why we make it hard for ourselves
0: well, I mean, we're programmed to, we're trained to. That's what's I mean, there are a lot of people going through through um through school to become early learning professionals. And that's that's the way they're trained to do it. Um and and so much of the the okay, the the prepackaged choices, I guess, um, yeah. they're 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 worthless because um if you only have choices between things that you don't want anything to do with. You don't really have a choice. That's not a choice. Um, yeah. You 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 don't drink, and so say say Nicole and I get together, and I I'm like, uh, hey Nicole over here at the table. I've got I've got a bottle of wine. I've got uh, some uh, some lemon some vodka lemon drops, which is what Tasha wanted me to make for her. <laughs> and and I've got a I've got a nice bottle of tequila. What do you want? And I don't want any of those choices. And Nicole wouldn't want any of those. So um, it's not really a choice. And we we do that with kids a lot of the time because when when our choice is those three uh, manipulative activities over on the table and the kid would rather be um, reading books or painting or or climbing up and down the slide, um, we're not giving them a a real a real choice. We're we're giving them a well, it's fake like
1: choice, isn't it? It's, yeah, yeah. It's a choice. It, it's like when you say to a child or to anybody. Um, <laughs> You can, you know, it's like it's time to leave. You can put your shoes on yourself or I can put them on for you. It's like when it ultimately boils down to it, the child's like, I don't want to do either of those things because I don't want shoes on. Like, you know, and I get that there are times where we do have to make choices for children, particularly around their safety or, you know, like there are times where choice is removed. I I completely get that. When I When you get in the car, you don't have a choice, you have to have your seatbelt on. Like that's that's the law, that's what it is, you don't have a choice. But there's so many other opportunities we can give children to have real choice and yet we take those away as well. And so it's like, you know, you've got to give, if you give choice in all the other places, then the times when you can't give choice and you say, this is how it has to be, you have to have your seatbelt on or whatever, you get less resistance because I've had sure. so much other choice over here and i've played and i've played and i've done all my things now you're asking me to do this thing i'll do it because i understand that i have to do it like there's you know a reason for it or whatever
0: yeah yeah and i mean the giving them real choices like here is this wide open playground or this wide open hmm. playroom there's lots of loose parts there's a lot of lots of activity as do what long you as need. As long as uh, as long as you're not harming somebody else, um, yeah. and and damaging materials that we don't want damaged, um, go do your thing. I got it. Yeah. The, the 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 learning is more sticky because they're when when children are engaged in play that they choose the the learning. La- it, it, they they learn things better and it it sticks in their brains better than when they're yeah. forced to do things that they don't want to do. But also, your life gets easier because you're not doing all that pre planning bullshit and yeah. and trying to keep 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 people on task when the task is something they don't they don't want to do.
1: And it also connects with you know that whole um, kind of and well being and involvement scales. You know you're going to see higher levels of well being, higher levels of involvement. When children have had the opportunity to make a choice about who they play with where they play what they do what the rules are what it looks like how they move the materials all of those sorts of things you're going to see those higher levels of well-being and higher levels of involvement where you see the behavioral challenges are where children have low levels of well-being and low levels of involvement and funnily enough it usually correlates with services where children don't have play and they don't have those opportunities to make that choice they don't have those long uninterrupted blocks of time and so you know we then turn around and go oh why are these children so you know disruptive or why are they misbehaving or why are they punching each other or why is this happening because they don't have
0: the opportunity to play that's it yeah and and look if we want to (laughs) what was that slinky dog um (laughs) Slinky dog just something just distracted him. Um, and so if we want them to be able to act with 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 agency and and build some autonomy, um, that's another. Those are other reasons to give them give them more more freedom and make sure that the play is is real play to give them the mm-hmm. the the opportunity to practice being autonomous and to practice yeah. acting with with agency. To to make those choices and and then do all the all the planning and organizing that goes with um, with creating the play that they're interested in. Because if we if we don't look when we're doing it ahead of time or we're setting up these three three sensory areas or something, we're doing all the organizing, we're doing all the pre planning, we're doing all the preparing. And and those are, are rich opportunities for organic learning to take place when kids get to be involved in those parts of the process as well and yeah. so we're we're stealing a lot of learning from them when we we force them into our our pre-planned play like activity correct i think the correct. other thing <laughs> i think the other thing about about that 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 difference between you know in the board game is that we it, we need to realize that that not everything we think is playful or sounds good is is that for the children and I think mm. we I don't know if we walk around with blinders on or we don't notice it but the, the, a lot of times we put stuff in front of kids and they don't have two fucks to rub together about whether they're <laughs> they want to engage yeah. in it yeah um and and well, I don't, that I don't... all the time even
1: about you know toys for children like every year I say to you know all of my in-laws and grandparents and whatever don't buy toys like don't buy toys they don't need them they don't play with them and inevitably someone gets some shiny new toy they play with it for like a couple of days after christmas and then it's like oh yeah what now like what am i supposed to do with that whereas they'll sit outside and draw with chalk or play with sticks or for far longer because it's freely chosen and it's got multiple uses it's that kind of loose party aspect and you know it's like things that we think oh that's fun like that's a great idea they'll love that they often don't you know it's like it is being more attuned to what they actually seek out I suppose but if we're not giving them opportunities to seek it out and to choose it themselves how can we be attuned to it do you know what I mean it's like that vicious cycle if we're always saying here are all the play like activities that I'm setting up for you we're never, ever going to get the opportunity to see what they do when they're left to their own devices and can just choose to play.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I mean, for, for some kids, the choices, quote unquote, choices we give them are, I, I, I mean, they I take them choice. as punishment. <laughs> Um, why are you punishing me? Punishing me by making me engage in this? Did an episode with Carol not too long ago about uh, about forcing kids to do quote unquote school things because Ugh. they're going to have to learn how to do things like stand Ugh. in line and wait and and do things they don't want to do at some point in life because that's what adult life is like. Um, but you know, there's there's an argument to be made for. Hey, maybe we don't make need to make these little people miserable when there's other options.
1: Yes, yeah. If they're going to be miserable for you know twelve, thirteen years once they go to school, why do we want want to add another couple of years to that?
0: Yeah. <laughs> why yeah, would you want to add
1: to that misery? And, and, and I mean,
0: look, if adulthood <laughs> is so miserable, um, why not let them have a little bit of of joy and fun and uh, and and freedom before they before they put that yoke around their necks.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, That's and I find that incredibly frustrating, that attitude. And, you know, it's something I'll always rant about because I just think you get such a small window, you know, such a small window where they can just freely play and just be. And, you know, I I think and then we forget to do it after that. You know, the windows take it away and we forget how to do it.
0: Yeah. You've
1: um, got a a sly smile on your face. Well, well,
0: there's... (laughs) Um, right now (laughs) I'm making faces at Nicole right now because, um, sitting next to me, there's about a hundred pounds of dog. Um, every once in a while, a paw comes up on my leg, like, Hey, pay attention to me. And, Mm -hmm. and then, and then my hand is getting, is getting licked periodically. Um, kind of like, Hey. Buddy, pay attention to me because slinky dog does not find recording podcasts to be playful at all. Not um, playful. he's just, I can't look at him because he's just sitting here. He's sitting here off to my left, just staring at me at, Oh, now he's gone to the other side because maybe he thinks <laughs> my, Oh, Oh, he's left for a little bit. Um, he, he was trying to, he was trying to choose a more play like activity for, for him that I'm at the moment, not able to participate in. Um, um, my switches. dog's beside
1: me, but he's not choosing a play like activity. He's <laughs> choosing sleep. Just absolutely unconscious on the floor sleep.
0: that's uh, that sounds like a good dog. Sleepy Slinky apparently got, I mean, he he sleeps and then he gets up and then he takes a nap and then he goes to bed. So um that's that. Uh, yeah. Um um what were we talking about? We okay. Well we had a dog little cat. dog top in. That's good. Um and so real play. Uh, real choice know that two people engaged in the same activity might not both be engaged in play yes um because if, if it is an activity that is thrust upon you and you're not engaging in of your own free will it's it's not going to be play for you um actually a good
1: example for that actually is my two daughters who will fight with one another about what to play and And sometimes I find myself saying, well, how about you do this thing first, you play with her and do this, and then she'll play with you and do that. And so both of them at some point have to do something that they really don't want to do. So it's not real play for them. It's often once they get into it, they're fine and they, it might develop into real play. I think play like activity can develop into real play, but initially it wasn't freely chosen. It was me saying, How about you compromise? And I think we do a lot of that with children, you know, when they're trying to work out those social dynamics, there often can be a lot of compromise. And we do it as adults too. You know, what even, you know, with partners, like something that one person might find fun, like, I don't know, playing golf or something, the other might not find particularly fun as well, but you'll go along and you'll participate and whatever, because you compromise. And so it might be play for that one person, but for the other, it's play like activity or absolute boredom. Um, And then you compromise and you switch it around.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, And let's let's touch. Let's go back to that a little bit, because that that negotiation process, that that planning and selecting the play with a group of kids is part of the learning process mm. and the negotiation and the bickering maybe and uh and the 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 tactics used to um argue your case for what you want to play and the compromising all of that is um i mean there's a lot of executive function stuff going on in there, there there's a lot of language development going on there there's a lot of stuff regulation going on in there and and when we are pre-planning all the quote-unquote choices we take away the opportunity for that, that. side of things. Yeah. Um, and so so being able to create an environment where they gotta figure it out is is a better environment to 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 work to strive towards, huh? Yeah, absolutely. Anything else we should touch on before we wrap this one up?
1: No, I feel like that topic could just go on forever.
0: <laughs> I went to a wedding the other day. Was it playful? <laughs> um, I guess kind of. I wasn't invited. I just kind of showed up. Um, That's went a long. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I just go for out for my regular afternoon uh, walk along the beach, and there's these these assholes are set up there, going to have their wedding on the beach, and they got the little the little arch thing, and they got the chairs and and a whole big thing and i i don't want to you know uh but so this is happening and so i kind of watch for a little while and and it's time it must be time for the wedding to start because they got the groom standing up front he's standing by the little arch thing facing out towards the water cuz i think like she's going to she's going to come up behind him and he's not going to see her till till she's there and it's going to be all romantic and everything except she doesn't show up ah <gasps> this is this is like right around 4 p.m. How long like did a, you wait? Oh I've got a chair I, I, I've i got a I've got a chair I keep down uh at the beach next to my kayak so I pull I literally pulled up a chair to watch um a few minutes before four o'clock I see him go like he's gonna go go stand where they want him to stand and then four o'clock happens and people are looking up towards the parking area and everything and nothing happens finally uh a uh, quarter after 4 she shows up and they get the wedding started and and um I I'd, I'd walked I'd walk by and I to talk to one of the guys and 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 he's like uh, no no he's not he's not really he's not really worried she's usually late and uh he's he's pretty sure she's going to show up and he's if he's, he's, sure. he's not worried he's not worried and he's not angry so I think the wedding's going to work out the guy says I'm like <laughs> yeah that sounds sounds good um and then she showed up and she got her dress on and she walks up and they got a little girl with a flower basket and they they have ourselves a nice little wedding um maybe there was reception someplace I didn't get invited so uh I don't know
1: you should have hung around a little longer and talked to that guest you never
0: know it. yeah yeah I should have ran home and uh got got a bottle of something to toast them but uh <laughs> yeah <laughs> I have to start keeping a bottle of rum at the beach next to the kayak yeah, just too. with the kayak <laughs> To, a little. You could prepared. have like
1: a little esty fridge kind of thing happening there with your kayak,
0: and yeah, yeah, I, 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 I guess that's just one of the reasons I've got to always carry my flask with me, so I'm always ready to, uh, to toast somebody's nuptials. Um, but think, I mean, they could have, they could have contacted me. They could have sent somebody to observe the beach to see who's walking the beach that time of day. To, like, yeah. Will our will our wedding interrupt impact your, your beach walk? Ba- beach walk will will us confirming and uh um our our love for our eternal love for each other get in the way of your walk and i would have said hell yeah push it back till five (laughs) o'clock i mean people just don't have any respect for other people anymore
1: they really don't we got married in a public place too and i'm like i feel like well it was semi-public it was private property but it was a uh, like accommodation place like people could go and stay there but we got married down on the river and that was actually I didn't really think it through until we were walking down to actually get married and I'm like oh what if other people come walking along this bush track like what if people come kayaking past? and I was the other. I didn't want anyone there I was like I don't want people cruising on past in their kayak or yeah it was a little bit off-putting but I don't think anyone did or if they did I didn't notice so
0: so selfish. I was gonna get I in the know. kayak and just go, just go sit a couple feet off the shore and and <laughs> just stare. Um, no, it was it very was, creepy. I, 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 I'm being a dick. It was a very sweet little <laughs> service and, uh, I can always go the other direction on the beach. So, um, it was, it was very sweet and nice to see. Hey listeners, this has been the Child Care Barn Girl podcast. You want to be part of the show? You can one join me for happy hour, the fourth Tuesday of the month at seven thirty PM central time. There's a link in the show notes or at playvolutionhq.com slash CCBAG stands for a child care bar and grill. Um, you can also go over to myplayhaven.com uh and become a member of the Playhaven community and message me there. You can send text message or you know, you know text me, you know, you can text me there, you can send audio messages if you have questions, comments, concerns, um content to contribute to the show there. Um this has been the Child Care Barn Girl, the world's longest running and most prolific early learning sh- podcast that wants you to play real play. Um, that wasn't a very good one either. You got a better one?
1: Better. It was better.
0: Better than last time.
1: Yeah.
0: It'll do. Yeah. We'll keep trying. Um, I mean, they, it, can't, it can't all be gold. Um, <laughs> back soon. Bye-bye. Bye.